0: Hello, welcome to Free Your Children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission here at Free Your Children is to share the truth in love about education. There is a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children. I hope this ministry will equip you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. Thank you to Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs, contact Safe Storage of Columbia, Mount Pleasant, and Hohenwall at safestoragetn.com. If you would like to sponsor Free Your Children, you may contact me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, of course my email address that I just gave, and you can also find me at the Borough Pulse, that's B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E dot I'm a monthly contributor there, and you can read all the articles that I have penned to date about education. I'm very excited. I have a new website that is set to go live soon, and I just unveiled our new Free Your Children logo, so lots of exciting developments here at Free Your Children. We are receiving fantastic feedback from our series focusing on encouragement for fathers. And tonight, we have another guest that will bless the socks off of all of you men and women listening out there. I am very pleased to have Mike Winter as our guest. Mike has been married to his wife, Kim, since 1998. They are parents of 10 children, ages 13 to 31. Mike and Kim enjoy 11 grandchildren. Mike met his wife, Kim, while attending Hope College, where he received his BA in religion. Since college, Mike has worked as an associate pastor, insurance agent, and insurance company manager, but has served since 1997 with CBMC, a men's evangelism and discipleship ministry, as a spiritual coach for business and professional men. Mike and Kim are the founders of CHESS, a local homeschool support group of more than 300 families. Since 2007, Mike has been the president of Mission, Michigan's largest Christian homeschool network. Mike has written the book, Man Up, A Guide to Restoring Biblical Manhood, available at Amazon. Mike's website can be accessed at nogodcoach.com. Welcome, Mike.
1: Thank you very much, Tiffany. I appreciate this privileged opportunity to speak on your program.
0: Well, we absolutely are thrilled to have you with us. Can you start by telling our listeners a little bit about your family's homeschool journey?
1: Sure. I I wish I could begin with, I had a vision and uh, I had my wife implement it, but it was kind of the other way around. When we married in, in 1988, she was a trained teacher. And uh, got her first job at a Christian school, and I was in the insurance business. And uh, when we had our first child, she stayed home to raise that child. And uh, three students from the school asked if they could pay us the tuition to have my wife teach them at home uh, full time. And, of course, I was wide open to that because that was income. And, uh, and so that really began our homeschooling, uh, on other people's children. Right. <laughs> and when my wife wanted to do our kids and we started out with boys, I was against the idea, quite frankly, uh, I didn't want sissy boys. I wasn't interested in, in boys that were, uh, just around their mother all day long. I mean, all the things that homeschooling is, uh, uh, touted to be a problem with, you know, socialization,
0: right? Uh,
1: femininity, <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff. I I was a Christian, but I was, you know, I I I, I just like to say I came from good pagan stock. Received the Lord Jesus as my Savior when I was when I was nineteen, and uh, you know, I I was following Him, but my definition of of what a Christian man was all about was simply be a good example, take your family to church and pay for Christian school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't really have a vision beyond that. And when my wife started talking about homeschooling, um, she met resistance at first. Uh, But then she took me to a homeschool conference, where there was a man who spoke named Little Bear Wheeler. Mm -hmm. And, And he painted a picture of fathering that was far different than any I had uh, originally considered or heard. And that was really home discipleship. Wow. Investing in our children to help them become true disciples of the Lord Jesus. And uh, God just broke me uh, from his message. And that that changed everything. I became a homeschool advocate afterwards.
0: Right. Well, I can I can relate to you in the respect that I was one of those. I was a tenured public school teacher. When I resigned, and I listened to my husband who wanted us to homeschool, and I kind of went in kicking and screaming too. I had all of those misconceptions about homeschooling instilled in myself because I was a product of public schools, went to a public university, and then trained to be a public school teacher. So I went in with those misconceptions as well, and God did a work in my heart. After I submitted to my husband's will to begin our homeschool journey and we have been very blessed along that journey. So I uh, it's fantastic to hear your perspective on that and how God removed the scales from your eyes as well.
1: That's right. He did. He did.
0: <laughs> so tell us what state do you homeschool in again? Michigan. Okay, so you're in Michigan yep. and you, you are you and your wife are founders of Chess. Tell us a little bit about Chess and what it offers the community there in Michigan.
1: So uh, Chess was was really uh, founded by my wife back with those three little girls in our house. She was looking for opportunities to do something with other kids, mm-hmm. and she found some uh, really crazy people uh, that were homeschooling. This would have been about. Uh, 1990, uh, oh, 91, yeah. and, and Michigan wasn't uh, legal until mm-hmm. 97, Right. so it was illegal then, but there were people doing it, and uh, and so it began really with field trips and things, mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, a few families, and uh, over time, it has evolved, I just re- returned from teaching a high school worldview class. Um now we're about 300 and some families, uh, mostly it's an academic club. Uh, chess, from its origin, we were all things to all people,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: uh, we spun off various aspects of this ministry to, to allow other organizations to focus singularly. So we have an athletic program in town, we have a music program in town, we have a, a performing arts program in town. Uh, we, we pretty much focus on the academic and uh, an encouragement, really, of, of mothers predominantly. Mm-hmm. It's still, you know, I teach classes. I teach my sons. Um, but it's still, this is pretty much a woman's world. And, and that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. so encouraging moms in the work of homeschooling is, is a big part of chess as well. But it's, it's a lot of academic stuff, mostly getting together and doing things.
0: Well, we do appreciate you in the homeschool world. The dads out here who come forward and and make themselves known and offer encouragement and support because as we're going to talk about as the show progresses, that is something that is much needed and not very prevalent in our society is the the aspect of men and spiritual discipleship and biblical leadership. So before we get to that topic, though, let's talk a little bit about you are the president of Mission, which is uh, Michigan's homeschool network, largest homeschool network. Tell us a little bit about that network. We may have listeners in Michigan who are considering homeschooling. Is CHESS statewide with Mich- in Michigan like Mission is? or
1: No, CHESS is a local support group, really. OK. So that's what that is. Mission is the state organization? It wasn't founded by Kim and I. It was uh, run really. It started out as Inch,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: Information Network of Christian Homes, when in, when Michigan homeschooling was illegal, and was uh, with HSlda. Uh, really, were were the driving forces to change the law in Michigan, um, and they had a conference every year to encourage Christian homeschoolers to keep pressing on and pressing into God, as you know they were being persecuted and, and, and some arrested and some threatened with losing their children.
0: Exactly. So that was
1: the history of inch the, the couple that started it was, was a beautiful couple. They did it for 25 years. Wow. And they transitioned it to uh, Kim and I almost 15 years ago.
0: Oh wow. Um, uh,
1: because we were running our local support group. We were running it, you know, well, God's blessing, whatever. We're not that <laughs> smart, but anyway, <laughs> they gave it to us. And, uh, and so we've been running it since. And we still have an annual conference, you know, to encourage homeschool families to stay faithful and to stay focused on uh, really discipling children. That's the that's the main mantra. Mm-hmm. We're raising disciples of Jesus using home education as the process. I mean, and I think it's the best process for discipling our children. But but anyway, uh, that's that's it. And then we're also a legislative watchdog organization. You know, I just met. Uh, yesterday, with our House Education Chair, mm-hmm. to discuss uh, homeschooling and, and and the impact of our new legislature upon uh, homeschooling in Michigan, uh, and then we try to encourage support group leaders across our state with annual events, just to build into the leadership across across our state, right. Help them grow and encourage them as they run support groups locally all over the state.
0: Is there any legislation currently? Um, being introduced that our listeners in Michigan need to be aware of?
1: There's not. There's not. Michigan's been uh, one of the freest, if not the freest state in the union uh, since uh, our inauguration of freedom. We, we don't report anything. We don't have anybody. We have to, to tell anything to nobody checks on us. Uh, and we've been run basically by one particular party until this year, this new year, 2023. Uh And uh, we've got a whole new House and Senate, uh, along with our governor. So we're a one party organization. And that particular party has been uh, really big advocates of the, uh, you know, the Education Association, the union, and uh, they're they're antagonistic towards all non-public schooling. But mm-hmm. well, fortunately, as I met with that chair yesterday, they're, they're focused right now on public schooling and charter schooling. They can't they hate charter schooling. So they're attacking them. But they may come our way. I mean, their big deal is, you know, we don't they don't know who we are and they want right. to count us and counting right. us allows them to get money. Absolutely. So uh, that probably will come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, this, but this gentleman said right now there's nothing on the horizon. Uh, we'll do our best to keep watch and uh, but we're in a tough spot right now because we have no firewall right Uh, Supreme Court our whole Congress and our governor are all one party and so uh, it's God's grace and uh, his might Mm -hmm. he moves the hearts of kings
0: absolutely so uh,
1: we need his people praying uh, to maintain our our freedom here.
0: Absolutely, we will continue to pray for all of you in Michigan. And you mentioned that mission is a watchdog group, and so is Free Your Children. So, what I like to do, one of the many missions I have here at Free Your Children, is to keep parents informed about everything that's going on that affects parental rights and freedoms and education across the nation. So, if anything pops up. I'll try to keep a close watch on that. Let me know, and we can make sure our listeners are informed. Great. Thank you. And now let's jump to homeschooling from a father's perspective. You know, we hear, you you, you said it just a few minutes ago, it's predominantly a mom's world. Most moms carry the bulk of the responsibility for the educating of their, of their children because most dads are at work for the majority of the day. But dads play a very important role in homeschooling and they can get as involved as they choose to be. So could you tell us from your perspective, what you think uh, about homeschooling and a, and a, and a, from a father's perspective?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I speak at our homeschool conference every year and uh, I talk on this issue because uh, number one, I tell men, you've got to own this thing. It needs to be your deal, not your wife's deal. It has right. to be your deal. This is, this is your means of discipleship. Now, now you're right. It, it's predominantly, uh, we need to work so that we can have our wives home. I mean, they, they give up careers. They're not dumb people. They're intelligent people. They, they've chosen motherhood as their highest priority, which is the most noble thing they could choose. I mean, and we have the responsibility then to provide for her to stay there. We need to do that well. But we can own it, I think, in a couple of big ways. One is discipline. You know, our, our boys, our daughters, they need to listen to their mother they cannot make that a hard time for her. Uh, you know, she's trying to instruct them and teach them and, and uh, move them forward in their academics predominantly and then their moral training. And dads need to own that. You know, my boys knew that if mom called me at work, uh, when I got home, there was this one to be had. Uh, so, you know, they, they didn't want that. They need right. to listen to her and obey her and treat her as they would treat me. And so I think that's a huge one that Absolutely. men need to do. And then second, I just encourage men always start with a class. You know, I I get out of this in the shallow end. You know, I wasn't hugely in favor at first, but I was in insurance business then and sales training. And and I took a Zig Ziglar program. Zig was a Christian man, Mm -hmm. but he had this public school curriculum that was uh, didn't have anything about Jesus in it, but it was morally based. I started with that, just doing one class with my three little guys. Uh, just to get started, because, you know, my wife had other things for me, but I'm a hard head. I want to do my own thing. <laughs> I had so much fun with my boys, uh, and I've always had a class since then. I mean, I have, I just told you, I, I teach a worldview class to our high school group in our city, but I also do a, a theology class with my boys uh, once a week as well, um, taking them through a book and talking about some things. So, so I just encourage this, you know, every, every day it's different. They all have different skills, different interests. Just pick one, mm-hmm. pick something of interest to you, pick something of, of knowledge of you, and then just download it to your kids and uh, be engaged. Uh, so those are the two biggies, I would say. Make sure your children honor and respect their mother. They do what they're told. Uh, they're they, they just, you know, they, they're honoring her. She doesn't, they don't make her world hard. Right. Uh, that's unacceptable. And then, and then engage it. Own it somehow, uh, and, and and I think that's a that's a great start right there.
0: Absolutely, wonderful words of wisdom there. Let's talk a little bit about your book, "Man Up." What yeah. on earth made you decide to write a book called "Man Up"?
1: Yeah, yeah "Man Up," a guide to uh, restoring biblical manhood. You know that that really uh, uh, when my oldest son was about. I had a five, three, and one-year-old, all boys to begin with. Uh, My pastor honestly said, Mike, what's your target? What are you aiming these boys at? And, you know, I gave him the the standard definition, you know, be a Christian. Mm -hmm. Well, how are you going to do that? And I said, I I don't know. I mean, you know, what I told you, basically, be a good example, take Mm -hmm. them to church, and send them to Christian school. I mean, it isn't more complicated than that, I don't think. And uh, he rebuked me. He said, that's lame, man. That's That's not owning it. That's not discipling. I was like, what the, he goes, you need to, he goes, here's what I want you to do. Your assignment is to put a 10 week study together on what biblical manhood is and teach it to the men of our church. So I'm like, (laughs) wow, dude. So I did that. And, uh, I've been really running that, that kind of program. my my whole, uh, time since then. So that was 2000. Um,
0: is this the CBMC?
1: No, no, okay. just, just a study I put together and okay it, ended, it was a target for me to aim my sons mm-hmm. and uh and kind of measure my own performance. Well, last year I had two daughters uh get married and they brought to me and, and I back out uh, three my first three boys, I had a little man ceremony when they hit all the, the requirements. I did a little deal, gave them a little uh symbol of their manhood and and told them you're ready to, you know, marry and, and whatever
0: mm-hmm.
1: my daughters brought me these young men and they you know they, they had tragic uh lives in one of them. one of them his father passed when he was about 13 mm. his mother remarried when he was about 15 to a man that wasn't very kind he ran away at 16 uh and so he just had no definition of manhood the other boy his mom and dad uh were christians in their church very committed and all of a sudden his dad had affairs blew up the family when he was about 16 and he took off at 18 as well. So these boys had no definition of manhood, not biblical manhood. Right. And, um, so I actually took them through my study and began to disciple them in the area of manhood. What does God require of us? And uh, as a result of that, uh, going through all that last year, I decided, you know, towards the end of that year, I'm just going to write all this down. My kids were kind of on me about it because uh, I was still using the study I put together in 2000. And using that as my framework, wow. I wrote this book and uh it's been a lot of fun i've had a lot of great feedback so far Mm uh even israel wayne our mutual friend yes said said mike this this thing i had to self-publish it through amazon because he said it'll never get published in the christian world it's got way too much jesus in it and you're just too emphatic and uh so so, you know that's a sad commentary really on the christian world but uh you know, uh, the book kind of gives, again, a target to aim sons, a, a, a way to, to measure men and, and, and a way to, too, to judge for our daughters. Uh, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. And, and in agreement with these girls before they get married, I have four daughters, two more to get married. So before they fall in love and lose their minds, we're in agreement about the kind of man we want to see come to the door. Mm-hmm. And, uh and help them get that kind of a guy because that's, what's going to create uh, the long-term discipleship that, you know, leads to generational impact.
0: Absolutely. Why do you think most men don't man up or assume the responsibility of being the spiritual leader in the home?
1: Well, because of the feminization of the culture. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. if you're in a college right now, uh, you know, we don't need men. We don't right. need to raise children. We don't. We don't really need men at all. They're they're a problem. Mm-hmm. And so we've been hearing that now for forty years. Yep. And uh, you know, honestly, Adam was passive. It, it's amazing to me that in Genesis, Adam is watching uh, 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 Satan take his wife down the road to death and doing nothing about it. Mm-hmm. That blows my mind. That he doesn't. He should stand up, punch Satan in the mouth rip that fruit out of his wife's hand. Say, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. you know, we have one rule in this garden we're in paradise we have one rule don't eat from that and here we are right uh, but he does nothing he does absolutely nothing and uh so passivity mm-hmm. is is in in our nature to a degree and uh and so we we wrestle with that and it's it's again a lack of vision of owning my family i'm the chief uh, person responsible for the discipleship of these children. I work with my wife in partnership and unison to disciple kids and bring them up in the way they should go. Uh, but I'm the owner. It all stops with me. It's kind of like seeing myself as CEO of the company or president right. of the country. Mm-hmm. It all stops with me. I'm responsible. And That's, men need to do that and yes. not believe the lie that they're unnecessary. They're stupid. They don't know how to run family. They don't know how to run children. And I don't think the church has helped us a lot in this method either. No,
0: and I'm glad you brought that up because that was my next question. What do you think the church's role is in all of this?
1: Well, we've abandoned biblical discipleship, biblical training of our children. You know, there's eight times in Proverbs it says, do not spare the the rod. You will not put your child to death. Uh, You know, spanking is a great evil now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, women are commanded to honor their husbands. Uh, the first command is not love the Lord your God in the Old Testament. It's, it's, it's to put him first You so shall have no other. It's kind of an honor command. Um, and so I think what's happening, men are told to love their wives, of course, and now we're told to love the Lord our God. But men understand dishonor, and a two-year-old and a three-year-old and a four-year-old are very dishonoring. They throw themselves on the floor and pitch a fit. If things don't go their way, And in this current society, the mother, who's a loving and nurturer, coddles this child, trying to argue a three-year-old into doing the right thing, while a father stands passively by. What should have happened, what happened when I was a little kid, is the father would grab that child, take them into a private room, say, boy, that's not acceptable, Mm -hmm. whack their butt real good, and tell them, you did not treat your mother that way. That's not how we behave. You must learn self-control. You must learn to pull yourself together and honor and obey. Mm -hmm. That's what we got to do, because... The sixth command is the means to the first command, in my opinion. That is, if a child leaves my house at 18 and they don't honor their mother and father, I can promise you they don't honor the Lord. Mm -hmm. But if that child honors his mother and father at 18, there's a really good chance he'll honor the Lord. Um, But you learn honor, you learn respect from discipline, because again, our, our theology is we're born sinners, we have a nature that rebels against God and man, and it has to be corrected. And the rod is God's mechanism for doing that when we're young, so that when we're older, we'll walk in his ways. And we've we've rejected that in the church. So that, that pulls men, I think, in, into passivity even more, because what they really want to do is whack that kid because they feel the dishonor. But their nurturing mother the wives are taking over, and they're told, stay back. You don't know what you're doing. You're a ding-dong. Uh, these women know exactly what they're doing. And so we get these kids that are undisciplined, unruly and disrespectful until they're 14. They're bigger than their mother. She can't control it anymore. And now their father's angry and they don't know what to do with this kid. And we got a power struggle and it's a big mess.
0: Absolutely. In Michigan, where you are, do you see many churches there um, espousing the importance of homeschooling and encouraging parents to assume the biblical responsibility to teach and train their own and disciple their own children?
1: Uh, Well, that's a hard one to answer. I mean, we have a a number of churches that do support homeschooling.
0: Espousing
1: from the platform. I mean, I I go to, I think, to the best church in Lansing. I wouldn't say we ever espouse homeschooling from a platform, but we certainly encourage uh, training up our children. They do put an emphasis on, uh, parents first, the church second, and training mm-hmm. up children, which that isn't normative. We have some really great churches too around us that, that are very supportive of homeschooling. It's we're blessed here. Um, but I think universally, um, I don't know about homeschooling in itself. It, it seems like that's that's kind of uh fashionable at one level. Everybody understands Yeah, It's it's school.
0: become yes, it's become trendy. And I asked that question because I penned an article a while back, several months ago, titled The Elephant in the Room. And the gist of that article was the fact that schools teach evolution as fact. And in the news, you know, we hear all about all these other ideologies that schools are propagating and the parents are all upset. But for years and years, the public school system has taught that the Bible is a lie and that we all, you know, were created the Big Bang Theory, you know, evolution and the churches have largely remained silent on that issue. And then we have a large falling away of the faith. Um, our, our children in America are falling away from the faith in droves. And we I believe, and many others believe, that one of the primary reasons for that is because the majority of Christian children are being educated in government schools that are teaching humanism. So I was curious to hear your perspective about um, that, in regards to the church in the area in in Michigan where you live,
1: yeah, I would agree. And even in the Christian schools, I, I'm with you on it. that evolution. I think is the is the is the building block of the loss of our faith. I mean, if the children can't believe the front end of the scripture, then why should they believe the back end of the scripture?
0: Exactly, and I think you know, children are being taught for the majority of their formative years, for thousands of hours, that the Christian faith is a lie, that they're nothing more than, you know, dust. And, and so no wonder we have what we have today, which we know was the, the, the whole goal of compulsory education to begin with. So I think that churches really need, they need to stand in the gap. They have failed miserably in this area and the purpose of the church is to create disciples, but if all the children fall away from the church, then Christianity is going to die, and there, no, there isn't going to be anyone left to make dis- disciples out of to go forth and, and share the gospel. So um, we have a big issue with that here in Tennessee. There are very few churches that are willing to address this from the platform and even create programs to help parents navigate the removal of their children from government schools that are teaching their children on a regular basis that their faith is a lie.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, the church, for the most part, I'd say the predominant uh, opinion is evolutionary, and uh, the young earthers are, are ridiculed, laughed at, and scorned. Mm-hmm. And it's, I tell that it's because we want to be acceptable among the wise. We want to be accepted by the intelligence. Who wants to go in a room and say, oh, there's that dummy that believes in a 6 day creation. <laughs> Nobody wants to be stupid. Uh, and since the the majority of smart people in the world believe in evolution, we we acquiesce. But we, we're, we're to please one. We're to please our king. Uh, we get our identity from our relationship with God, not from the opinion of men. And uh, that's where we have to man up. We have to have backbone and just say, you know what? Uh, The Lord's word is true. And there's so much evidence. I mean, Answers in Genesis has done a great job. Yes, I have. You know, just at one level, proving the authority of the scripture, that it's true, it's right, it's accurate. Uh, I just finished Eric Metaxas' book not very long ago. It's Atheism Dead. And he's an old earth guy, which is unfortunate. But one of the things he does in that book is is he tears down so many, though which is why it doesn't make sense to me in this book. So many scientific arguments for evolution. He, the unfortunate part about him in his book is he gets to the point where he's like, evolution's a lie, but he doesn't quite want to go to young earth. And I think, again, it's back to, I want to be smart in the eyes of men. Right. And But uh, Jesus said he uses the foolish to shame the wise. We got to be willing to be fools for Christ. Yep. That's who we are. Okay, I'm a fool. I don't care. I don't care what you think about that, because I'm going to stand before one who's going to say, well done, good and faithful. Uh, And that's who matters. Yes. We have to embrace that. We have to be willing to to identify with Jesus and not deny him before men.
0: Absolutely. Well, before we jump off here, would you please tell our listeners how they can find you? If they're in, in Michigan and they are interested in chess or mission, how do they find those resources? Yeah, Mission
1: is uh, M-I-C-H-N.org uh, or Christian Homeschooling in Michigan. You can, you can Google it. Uh, CHESS is in Lansing, Michigan. That's the capital city. It's just CHESS. It sounds like a, a board game group, but it's, it's really not. It stands for Christian Home Educator Support System. Um, and that's at LansingHomeschoolers.com. But again, Google is wonderful, Lansing Christian Homeschoolers. You'll find us no problem. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're, we're everywhere. Um, and then uh, for myself, uh, NoGodCoach.com is my website. It's K-N-O-W. It's, I get uh, I get rid of AOT. You no know, God Coaching. I'm a Christian. You know, it's not <laughs> no God is in there is none. It's no God is in we need to get closer to him. Right. And uh, and then my book Man Up is at Amazon. And that's uh, easy to, to buy there.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your words of wisdom and encouragement tonight. I will have all of these resources linked over on my Free Your Children Facebook page when this show airs. And I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this show tonight, if you haven't started a family discipleship program, I encourage you to get started tonight. And what that simply entails is pick up your Bible, start studying your Bible together as a family. Jesus equips, he will lead and encourage. If you're if you're a woman listening to this and you have a husband that you feel like could benefit from this encouragement, you can reach out to me if you need a playback of the show. We have links to previously aired shows and hopefully they will be able to listen to these shows and get the encouragement that they need to take the next step to become um, biblical leaders in their home. I wanna leave you with this. From the end of the earth, will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Psalm 61, 2. Thank you to Safe Storage again for sponsoring tonight's show. Find them if you have storage needs at safestoragetn.com. We love you here at WXRQ. But remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.